On this DMV Sports Roundtable, Bryce Harper joins the Phillies and makes baseball history in the process with his $330 million 13-year contract, the biggest in sports history. This guy was having a drink in D.C. soon after the news broke. The franchise decided that they wanted to not have star power, I guess. But the Washington Post Jerry Brewer says, chin up. Hey, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. The Nats, because they have Mike Rizzo, are going to put together competitive teams again and again. One era of Nats baseball is over, and I'm excited to see what they come up with next. Dimitri Sotis here with our All-Stars. Security guard Jamal Bowens with the encyclopedic sports knowledge. Beat reporter and sports director George Wallace and gambling expert Chris Chion. Our special guest to talk baseball and college hoops, Dave Preston with WTOP Sports. I had a chance to speak with MLB Network's Brian Kenny about how he sees Bryce Harper doing outside of Washington and why he thinks the Nationals were smart to devote their resources to other men. What's important is on the baseball field, Remember, and since, you know, we're talking to Washington people here, remember how he ran the bases and how he threw the baseball when he was 19 and 20 years old. I wonder if injuries have curtailed that temporarily or if he is now morphing into a one-dimensional player. That will really tell the tale of what type of player this is. I would still bet on Harper being a Hall of Famer and an all-time great player and hitter, but his defense last year was not good. His base running last year was not good. It hasn't been good in two years. Now, he had that severe leg injury sliding over first base uh, two years ago, so you you can cut him some slack there, but remember Remember, you know, if you're thinking Mike Trout, Bryce Harper level and Manny Machado level, let's say you're saying that's the young superstar group, you want an all-around player. You don't want a one-dimensional slugger. And I think this year there is a lot to prove for Harper as far as his defense and base running, if he can be that, you know, all-around five-tool star that he looked like he was going to be when he was 19 and 20 years old. You're almost uh, leaving me feeling that we're better off without him here in D.C. No, but it makes sense at that price point. And that's just the economics of the game. A player gets much more expensive. You know, after year six, you become a free agent. You have to pay top dollar. You don't have to do that yet for all of these young players. So it makes sense. Like in this new era of GMing, you know, in a more sabermetric way, you could definitely look at the Nationals and say, you know what? Let's invest that money that we would have paid Bryce Harper and make sure we keep Rendon. Let's get Patrick Corbin in here. Let's get two catchers in here and Jan Gomes, Kurt Suzuki. Let's take a flyer on Brian Dozier. It really makes sense from a, the modern GM perspective. That doesn't mean Bryce Harper is not a great player, but in a lot of ways, I think it was time to turn the page. I think it was time to move on. I think the, the key, the thing that no one is talking about was what happened last spring and summer. Juan Soto coming from out of nowhere. I think if he doesn't emerge as an outfielder of the present and future, uh, the Nats maybe make a harder run at Bryce Harper. But because of the fact that they have a young stable of outfielders, guys who are on team control contracts for the next four, five, six years, it gave them, I guess, the peace of mind that they could let Bryce Harper go. As Brian Kenny said, Harper's not the base runner, not the defender that he was maybe five or six years ago. And if you're going to be paying top dollar, you need to have a top player. Harper is not that player necessarily. And, you know, good for him that he's able to get that deal in Philly. Good for the Nats that they were able to move on. My reaction is, there's levels to my reaction. My initial reaction, and I'll say it because I don't think anybody else here is going to say it, F him. Him huh. and the horse he rode huh. in on. Okay. 
Because I've that, said that this. That is a new level. But I've said yeah. this many times before when we've spoken about this. If he goes to Yankees, Dodgers, Cubs, White Sox, Padres, whoever, I tip my cap to you. I thank you for what you have done. And I root for you going forward. But when you move in the division, you have made it your business to make a choice to oppose me and my success in winning the division, winning, uh, uh, going to the playoffs, and going to the, the, the World Series. You have put yourself, you have parked your ass in my division in front of me for 13 years, which may be the rest of your career. So to me, then, it's personal. You coming at us. Uh, it's, the, the, a, it's, it's akin to you going through a breakup and she does it, She starts dating a guy who lives in your building. And it's like, well, what it, is going well, on? For, She's for at other the fans, pool. You're like, dude, what right. are you doing? For, for other fans, let's say Redskins fans out there. Trent, picture Trent Williams leaving in free agency and going to the Cowboys. Ovechkin leaving in free agency and going to the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. Or John Wall going to the Heat, somewhere in that division. Serena Williams going to the New England Lobsters of World <laughs> Team Tennis. That's that too, Dave. <laughs> but I, I, to me, it's it's a situation where if you go anywhere else, fine. And you go your way and we go our way. That's personal when you have set yourself as an obstacle for th- no opt outs also. So you have made it your that's your choice. I'm going to sit here in front of you for the rest of my career. Something went on. I don't know what the issue is, but that's not a that's not a haphazard thing. It's not something he because he balked at the, the first uh, Nets offer with no opt outs. He didn't like that. But you go to Philly and first of all, sir. You won't be the first one to see, do you really want to be in Philly for 13 years? Wait till you sit out 20, 30 games. They're going to be on your ass, and you're not going to like it. I think Philly was more of a default, maybe, for the years, because nobody was beating down his door. Yankees, San Francisco's Red Sox, offer with they the taxes, right. they would, they he would have, have taken a lot get, less. Right. They say they would have to get to like 348 or something like that, or 350. Yeah. But, you know, Wasn't Yankees, the average money less, though? Per yeah, year. but he wants the years. He wants to be loved. That's fine. You get your full contract. But Philly I will think, love you for five minutes until you mess up. I think if other teams had come at him with the 10, 12-year deal, uh-huh. he wouldn't have gone to Philadelphia. He could have come back to, look, the Nationals made an offer. Was it a real offer? Yeah, but, you know, and, was it, and look. Was it 10 years? What did they offer? It was 10 years, 300 with $100 million deferred, paying him until he's 60. That's and, But that's the way the learners operate. Right. Now, if he had come back instead of not responding, reportedly, and try to work things out, fine. I don't think he wanted to be here long term. I don't think the Nationals wanted him here long term. And that's why, I, you know what, this whole thing unfolded. Right. I, I hats off to Rizzo for doing what he did. We see so many teams, when they have a big-name superstar, they kind of hold them hostage, and they don't really make the moves to better the team. They kind of wait for that decision. I love that Rizzo was just as aggressive, not knowing what Bryce was going to do, and continuing to make this team better. Here's the thing, though. The Nationals and their, their thinking— so far, you've re-signed Strasburg as one of your own. You better re-sign Rendon because you cannot yes. have all these homegrown guys and then not Where's take Trey care Turner of them. Where's Trey Turner up? Uh, he's, he's not too no, far. A few, yeah, few more years. Maybe three, yeah. four years. And, and, they, and they, you see Turner, maybe they shift him over to second when uh But those know, are infielders. Yeah. Dave and I, you and I were talking yesterday about outfielders and how you can find them. Yeah. And oh, they're t- set in the outfield, But they're too. set, though. Here's yeah. the thing. How Do you think, how different would this have been last year if Soto did not have the year he had? 
It would have been the a little Nationals different. Have been yeah. a little more pushing, aggressive. Yes. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, you also and and this is my second reaction to the situation is I'm looking forward to the season even more because now that you take away that cloud of that the looming presence of Bryce Harper, now I get to see the young bucks because I count four that could possibly be superstars. If Robles and Soto are anything of what I think they will be potentially. It's Bryce Harper who, right now, the more immediate is Rendon should be the one that steps in, not the face of the franchise. We talked yeah. last week, he's a little prickly. Yeah, yeah he's not a right. natural no, he, he's not leader. Guy. But Max, Max is your face of the Max, franchise. Is, Max but, is but the alpha dog in the room. If you want to go younger, put the baby face out there. The baby face assassin, Trey Turner, everybody loves him. Soto is full of, he, he's bubbly. Soto is full of personality, and he's got a great smile. He's a young kid that's just loving what he does. So you, the, it's... They have a lot. And then Michael A. Taylor, I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but he can be a very outstanding player in this league. So now you can see those four or five guys get to step up and kind of put their own imprint on this franchise, which has been primarily Bryce Harper, primarily Strasburg and Scherzer. But putting the pitching aside, those five guys, their nucleus, I think we'll, they don't need to have a superstar. They can be successful, even more successful as a team. And I think they will play more as a unit and may have more success than having that one marquee guy. Look, I don't think anybody in that clubhouse you know, is going to say anything bad about Harper or hate him. No, Dave, right. you and I were in there a lot. But I think at the same time, there may be a little more relief where now we don't have to wait around and see what Bryce is going to do with all right. this, you know, whether it be you know on the field or post-game or how he's going to react and they can kind of just go about their business. Yeah. They're happy for him, I'm sure. He's getting right. a 13-year deal. That's fine. They're going to be, you know, heartbroken to see him go? I don't think so. No. I, How I much of this is Davey Martinez? Because I had my questions about him last year as a manager. Do you think that Bryce may have said? I don't know. It, oh, because what, possible. Gabe Kapler's a uh, savant? I don't know. No. <laughs> it's, it's possible. But, but, I mean, it could be the same for Davey, where he's like, okay, this guy is out of here. I'm new at this. So now I get my young guys, and we can grow in jail together. Maybe that works better for Davey. But I agree with you that, yeah, Bryce was probably not thrilled with, with Davey's first uh, first year. So uh, sometimes I don't think I have an original thought. I just parrot what uh, I learn in interviews. And I talked to Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post. I asked him just that. Isn't Harper going to be booed in Philadelphia after he has a one-month drought? And Brewer said, you know, if you're a real superstar, you win over fans in Philadelphia, animals that they are, you can do it, and he thinks Bryce can do it. I don't know if Bryce is that guy. I don't. I'm not sure. Mm. I think he's, he I think he's a little flyers yeah. gear and yeah. eagle stuff. It's not wearing Vegas <laughs> gold. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first time yeah. he walks in there with a Cowboys jersey is going to yeah. be a problem. It's you thought he got eyebrows here? No. Go go into Philly with the Cowboys jersey on and see what happens. It, it's amazing how what he likes uh he likes the Cowboys, right. he likes the Lakers, Lakers. The Lakers, and he likes Duke basketball. Yeah. And, and, it's and funny and how he the, and the Yankees and fan. The Yankees. Yeah, and the Yankees, Yankees fan too. A lot of front running. Neat how he, here's lot, the lot of front he, he roots for Brazil during the World Cup too from yeah, what that's a lot of front Here's running. your challenge and here's your chance for Nats fans. If you want to be taken seriously as a fan base, if you wanna be, you know, People want to, you know, you want to be respected. 
Then you boo the hell out of him. Yes, you do. The first second, you yes, you get do. A chance. I think, because I think April you applaud him and then you boo him. You know what? You, you, I you think recognize you him. He tips the cap you, and then you, you boo him. No, I don't. Last year, exactly. The home run derby was your goodbye, that's and it. it was a heck of a goodbye. And let that be that. That's fine. And I, think I don't think you, they. I agree. I don't think they need a tribute. Let them just let it go. But I think you're going to get it because that's the way the learners will do. Yeah, they'll think that everybody's going to cheer. They may boo through the whole tribute. And I hope they do. But I think as a now this this is look he's going to be and Tom Lavero said it right he's the biggest villain in baseball now people hated him on other teams <laughs> when he wasn't here yeah and now the Nationals fans are going to hate him too and it's fine he had his great six years here that's fine he's going to be more of a villain because going to a fan base that everybody hates no one likes and the fans. press in Philly too oh, yeah. is a little yeah. more aggressive yes. and scrappy than the Washington D.C. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. he's going to learn base. that he had it very sweet. With this fan base and the media in this city, but maybe he's that kind of go, guy too. Who knows? Maybe he's that. He might be. That's puts why on I thought show. it was a good place to go. Philadelphia. He's kind of uh, cold at times, yeah. and they're cold too. It, it, it almost it, works. It may be. I don't know. You know, I just look at it as you're moving. It's right in the division. That's and, the biggest thing. And yeah. it, 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 if it were the Dodgers or Giants, they make one trip a year here. No big deal. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. But you're right here. In the division, in my way. So, clown question. That's a clown move. Does this <laughs> is this the turning of the pendulum, perhaps? Because way back when the Nationals signed uh, Jason Worth to a uh-huh. seven-year contract yeah. in 2011, Phillies were doing nothing but winning. Nats were doing nothing but losing. Yeah. After the 2011 season, the Phillies haven't had a winning record. The Nats have not had a losing record since mm-hmm. 2011. Right. Could this be a shot fired back? These two teams have never been good right. at the same time. Time. Oh, it's it gonna be fun. Be. Philly has there's a lot to be attracted to it uh, on that roster, and let me not you know get away from that. But I still don't have the feeling that they are that much better, if better. The rotation's than, not good enough. Then oh, what the Nets have, I just don't rotation. feel like good as Bryce Harper was here. Uh, his two best years were non-contending years. The yeah. uh, the, the, the MVP yeah. year, they 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 were not in contention in September. Win an MVP is supposed to be the guy who lifts the team, puts mm-hmm. them on his back. Bad. Bond year, yeah, right? that was the power that was, the, year, yeah. that was the where's my ring year. Yeah, mm. and then uh, this past year he drives in a hundred runs for the first time in his career. The team is a non-factor for the last two right. months. So. You, he's put up good numbers. He's the guy who has played well at times, uh-huh. but in the play, he's he not just, always consistent. Yeah, don't with the with the. Uh, he's had one or two big playoff he goes games into for his the most part. Times. He's not yeah. been a huge playoff guy. Right. You don't and he's, clutch. It's not just a small sample size. We've had six years yes. of yeah. him yes. producing, and he's either been hurt or he's not produced down right. the stretch. And that's not going to fly in Philly. races. It's just not. And people, I'm excited for. Yes, everybody wants to see April second. We don't have to wait long yeah. until he gets here. And him going against Scherzer. And someone, I, I think it was Zucker, tweeted out, yeah, that's great, but let's see him against Doolittle with yeah, the game on the line. Yeah. And, th- and that's what yeah. Philly fans are going yeah. to understand, is that when it comes to clutch time, to yeah. winning time, yeah. he's not necessarily he's that guy walk. that rises up every single walk. time. And he goes into, how many times, last season he went into a funk. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a crater. He went to a funk, yeah. to, to put it mildly. And I don't think we, he's not really receiving how Philly is. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that first 10 to 15 game or more hitting slump and where the love goes. And he's going to see how quickly I, the love dissipates I just think in that Philly. If, if, they, if both sides really, really, really wanted to get something done, they would have got something yep. done. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just the bottom line. But I don't but, think either side really, really wanted. Now, if you're the learner, I mean, if you're fans now, 
And you know, don't you don't be mad at Bryce all you want. That's fine. Philly offered a full guarantee, uh-huh. more guaranteed, more years, whatever. Go take that. But if you're learners, you had a, a risk, they had a trade deal at the deadline. You could have got yep. something for him right. mm-hmm. if you knew you were not gung ho on re-signing. But see, that's why I said earlier with the move to the Phillies. It see it feels like there's an underlying personal issue somewhere. But I don't also, know what it is. It's also though they did offer. I mean, they got 13 years out of him. That's what he wanted. You got a no trade. Yeah. That's what he wanted. Nobody that's else. That's a long, it long. It is long, long, Philly for long. Life, right? That's a very time. long time. I mean, I never thought I'd ever say that. that that's Philly pretty much. His, <laughs> that's, oh. yeah, that's pretty much his career. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I said personally, you have chosen and to face me tough, for the rest of your career. That's gonna be tough to get out of. If you want to get out of it, you could have, anybody can get out of it. But that's going to be tough. He will to get have out the, of. He's going to have the cause. Oh, she's slumping. He could pull a Verlander and pull his uh, no trade clause and go to a contender. If in a could. few years that uh, he's breaking down a little bit, so. yeah, he could. He could. But at, but at what is this now? Philly still they they're not done. I would have taken the Dodgers at 45. Uh, yeah, they're looking at Dallas Keuchel potentially adding to the rotation because outside but, Aaron but, Nola. But, but now. Can the Nats also look at, oh, at sure guys like that? Sure they can. The Nats number one. Because if you add another ace. Nats rotation's already great. Oh, they, they, it's already if good. They, if but they, at the back end, it could get better if you, you want to add somebody else. I wouldn't put it past Rizzo to come up with a move now. Oh, no. He, that'd be now, something now if they were Lent Keiko. That'd be, oh, gosh. I, I, be I would, I would look forward to something like that. And I think it's possible. What about Kimbrell? He's I think the there. back the bullpen yeah. still needs a little bit of help here, right? Yeah. You have freed up yourself now. Now you're like, okay, that's done. So I still think there might be another move. The roster itself, outside of maybe the back end of the starters and, like you said, the bullpen, they're fine. Kendrick is here. You brought in Suzuki. You brought Suzuki back. Uh, to to to, to find I like Anibal Sanchez, who re- resurrected like his career him, last year. Him and he's an all star. And the, the Dozier guy, he, they they brought in. He could have a resurrection because he he had an all so. all star two year, and then the the roster I saw, Michael A. Taylor wasn't even on that that starting. So yeah. you've got him rolling back and forth. So if this is a year where Soto continues, and by all means, he could have a he could slump. And you expect him to. He you could slump. He's nineteen years bit. old yeah. or twenty. Yeah, he could slump. But conversely. Robles has not hit his stride yet. He hasn't had his breakout. So if Soto kind of comes down to earth a little bit, maybe this is when Robles has his yeah, which breakout. And, and he's due. Yeah. He's due. He's 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 been especially if he's healthy. Yeah. Health is the thing with this team. If he's healthy, and especially Trey Turner, I think if, if Turner is healthy at least 75-80% of the season, because I mean it's a long season, you're gonna get hurt. But I think with with his skill set, and then you throw in Eaton. They're, they're, it, it's stacked. And this should be kind of a small ball team, in my opinion, because you're going to have Robles and oh, yeah. Turner at the top yeah, who right run. Tony two bags. All he does is exactly. hit doubles. And he, I just think your your makeup of your lineup now is different without Harper. Right. You were just always, all right, hit the long ball, man. Right. Hit the home run. Nobody in this you know lineup here, they I got, look at and They say, have sneaky pop. Soto is probably yeah, has their most you look at Robles has some. Michael A. Taylor can can take you yes. deep. Uh, Eaton at times. Zimmerman even at even time. old man Zim can can still yeah. knock some bombs, some Zim bombs out. But yeah, you got youth. You have speed. You have people that get on base. And when Turner's when Trey Turner's on base, he's a threat. When Soto's on base, he's a threat. Yes, Bryce Harper don't was great on Dozier the base pads. Those are trying to resurrect. I, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I, might be done. Let, let's see. Love the Corbin signing. I think that is yeah. like ultimately the X factor. That's an SP3. And with Strasburg, I mean, he gets hurt every single year. So you have that top line, Scherzer to Corbin. 
I think that is more impressive to me than yeah. Philadelphia's lineup with just Nola, and then you have Pavetta and you uh, Arietta who's on the decline. So to me, pitching. And then one more thing about Bryce Harper I want to say, too. Do you fear him like you fear J.D. Martinez? When he no, came no. up to the, the nope. plate in the World no. Series, I was, uh-oh. I this dude can no. smack it, whatever he wants to do. No, when Trout I, steps up. No, Trout, I, I, yep. I, I do not. I do not. Is he a threat? Of course he is. Yep. But, you know, am I necessarily – like, we've seen him for six years. And when we think he's going to cash in, he doesn't. He strikes out. He walks. He does. He does something that's not what we thought he was going to do. So no, in, in that respect, if I if it comes down him and Doolittle, I'm riding with Doolittle all day. Uh-huh. Joe Ooh. Ross. It was I, to good me, until he got to, hurt. To me, that's the next factor. Also, mm-hmm. how Joe Ross comes back from from his injury last year. He came in at the tail end of the season last year. And you know had a, a couple of you know spot starts here and there, but I think because Joe Ross was looking like he was ascending, he had gotten into you know fourth or fifth spot in the rotation the year before. So I think he's another name to watch depth wise when it comes to pitching. If he stays healthy and he gets to where he was before and keeps developing like he was, Joe Ross is a name to watch for me. All right. We'll see Bryce here in D.C. on April 2nd. We'll give him a hell of a greeting. George, can you take us to Indianapolis to the Combine and summarize in uh, two sentences or less with uh, the Redskins? Yeah, I can tell you. The, uh, you know, my buddy Bruce and I. Uh, Bruce Allen, that is? That's your boy. They have met with Kyler Murray. If they meet the, with everybody. Uh, best player available at 15, that's what they're going Won't with. Won't be him. And no, he Bruce won't. Kyler's Jay. going at number one, right? I think I'd, so. Well, I don't well, well I don't know. I don't know. I think that, uh, to this me, is that's a lot of sentences. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Actually, it's my fault. I intervened first. Come on. No, say, I, know, but I, like, I like yelling at him. Uh, that <laughs> you don't like when the, I yell back. The though. best player available at 15, Bruce says, and Jay and all those guys, they have a lot of needs, mm-hmm. which is no secret. Yeah. And if a quarterback is there at 15, he's the best player on the board, they'll take him. If not, they'll look to add somebody to back up. Your starting quarterback, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. That's fine. I, and you know what? You have two threes. Uh, yeah. I have no problem taking uh, Rippin in the third round. Mark? He already no, won a Super Bowl. No, player. no. The other one. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not really in on Daniel Jones and Drew Locke. They're all right. No, I, no, I don't no. want them to be I'm the not on the, I'm not on the, I, I'm not really on the Locke train. So I want to see how he looks this weekend before I really do a deeper dive into watching his games. Daniel Jones, I've looked at. And at times, he looks like everything you want in the quarterback. Yeah, he has an arm. But th- yeah. the problem is, it's at times. And he's widely inconsistent, not accurate, doesn't throw a lot of deep balls. He's athletic. He's a big kid. But number one pick, he's not. No. I wouldn't go Will Greer there either. No. If for some reason, Haskins I ends up there. I hope. I hope. I hope. I it was because now it's kind of like you want they've yeah. moved him. I think he's Roethlisberger. They, they've moved him down. It all depends on this. I don't. I think the Cardinals. It's a smokescreen. I really don't think they're getting rid of Rosen. You see Kuyper's theory. If they if they want to trade Rosen for fifteen straight up, yeah. I take it. Yeah, I would agree with I'm that. I'm taking it. You I take, take it. I would take, take Rosen here. Yeah, Rosen is better than any quarterback in this. He draft. kind of came in the NFL a little bit broken too, just because at UCLA he was getting hurt with his shoulder and stuff like that. And, I'd like to see. And the Cardinals have zero offensive line. Yeah. So if you bring in Rosen and you protect him, the kid's smart as hell. He's he's got football IQ for days. Yeah. 
He's got a good arm. I think if he's protected and not running for his life and can sit there, because he will dissect a, a defense, a, a secondary, within seconds. So if he's protected, I'll take it. 15 straight up, take it. If the Redskins want to take The Locker, Giants are taking Jones, a quarterback yeah, at six. I think Haskins almost definitely goes to the Giants. So you could be looking at Kyler Murray and Saquon Barkley in the same backfield for years to come. That'd be tight. Well, let me ask you guys this. Not for, not for Redskins. No <laughs> wide receivers, right? Like, no. I don't want wait, a wide receiver. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh. Time out, time out. I want some O-line. I, 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 that too. Playmakers. I, I, DK Metcalf from Ole Miss is a cyborg. He might have be you, David have you might seen be David Boston. No, no. Not, no, he's the dude, he's like 6'3, 6'4, 2-something. He's a monster. There are others, but at, at, at 15, I would give him a look. But other than that, other receivers. But the receivers are deep. I'll take Debo uh, Samuels from uh, South Carolina mm-hmm. in, in the second round, maybe. You've got Hollywood Brown, uh, Antonio's his cousin, or Oklahoma the, from Oklahoma. And then there's the Arizona State kid, N'Keel uh, Harry. N'Keel Harry. But I think he goes probably late first, so I don't know that yeah. you're going to get him. I got one for you. Uh, tight end or no, no. The, I, the I would, Iowa I would, kid. I would take a tight end. Not in first round. You talking first? Yeah. No, 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 no. If I'm in the first, all all the what we talked about aside, if Devin White is sitting there at 15, do you take him? Uh, Linebacker LSU. Yeah. Um, you'd you'd have to take him. Jackie Polite. Edge because they need edge rush edge rushers. If you don't bring back Preston Smith, you I need was just about to say Preston Smith. To. And I doubt oh, he comes back. I doubt it. Yeah. So you're looking at 15 if Jackie Polite is there, Montez Sweat, who made big money at the Senior Bowl, and then you have uh, Burns. Oliver. Oliver will probably be gone at 15. Yeah. I think he'll be gone. Maybe Brian Burns from Florida State. But if those guys are there, Mac Wilson in the middle, Alabama, if those guys are there— then you're looking at that as well. Safety also. Could use some help there because what HaHa Clinton Dix is a, He's a free, agent. free agent. You got yeah. rid of DJ. Yep. So it's like, what do you... Something tells me they're not bringing Clinton Dix back. I doubt it. He didn't do that great here. No. He started to come on, but I, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Really, well, really, really cheap. Let's, let's ask this then. If Landon Collins is not franchised in New York, how much of a run do you make at him? So I go back and forth on how much you should really be paying safeties. One hand, Landon Collins is a great player. He can do both. He can run stop. He can cover. But you're really going to sink on a team, the Redskins and George, you know more, and both of you probably know more about the cap situation. Like, it's not great. It's with 17 at the moment. Right. So it can change. That worries me a little bit. If you're going to sink all that money into oh, a safety, that's they well, they'd have to they have to do a lot of they, they have to make they, they have, have to get really work. creative with this money situation, and they will. Well, Eric Schaefer's well, good there, at it. There's a the lot. They'll restructure guys. Yeah. They'll cut some veterans. First and things then first is come you, up with you extend Scherf. Yeah, that gives you some. Which also some will take some money off this exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. So that that gives you some flexibility there. You wonder what you do with Josh Norman. I don't say you cut him now. Maybe a year too early. I would let Horton and Rob Ryan and the new guys kind of maybe they have Agreed. new eyes to put on how you can use him better because they're not using him uh, the way that he should be used and it, it's showing. You also have why do you say Zach Brown zone, zone or man and stuff like that? He's a zone. He is a zone corner. He's yeah. not a man corner. You notice that everything when they get him underneath, he's the whole defense. Anything underneath across the middle of the field, they, they get 
torched. Mm-hmm. And he was getting burned left and right. And I don't know how much of that was. There wasn't safety help, but him going back, it, it didn't work. So you could do something with him, Zach Brown. You could get rid of him and save more money than you have in dead cap space when it comes to him and Foster. Either cut or restructure Vernon Davis and then Stacey McGee, you can cut him. All of that should get you, may get you around 40, 50. Yeah, you, and that would be a plenty. That'd be plenty. And, and, and you can do get to that without doing anything with Norman. Correct. Without doing anything with him. I don't think they're going to cut Norman. They what can do you think about what it was interesting when. Uh, when Doug was asked about Doxson's fifth year option, they hadn't done anything with it yet. What do you think? What do you? Th- I, I think you don't pick it up. No. Demetri, what was a game we went to where he had the two drops right out the right. gate, and then uh, I was like, I, "This I, guy." Then I, then I tweeted about that, and then he blocked me on Twitter. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You know what? At least he got his drops out early in the afternoon. He got. He got uh, ugh. I am done. I've, I've did a lot of advocating for Doxson since he's been here, and we talked about it ad nauseum. But I, I have run out of. I can't say anymore. He's given me nothing. He I got a, nothing left. He had a touchdown catch in that same game we were criticizing. I got nothing. It was a little too little too late after if you, two big if you drops. Don't it was pick Atlanta. Up, yeah, yeah, if you don't pick up his option. I wanted, well, what do you do now that he's, when you put him in this situation playing for a contract, now I want to see, do I see a different dachshund? If I see the same, then you just don't give a damn, but you can go. But if you're playing for your, your your football life or your contract with this team, and I start to see more from him, if I'm Doug Williams, more of the what I expect from Doxson, then maybe middle of the season you can kind of revisit an extension. The fact that they burned a number one on him still just kind of it just it, it it doesn't sit well on the stomach. But you know what though, when people say that the Ravens had to eat one with with uh, yeah. with Perryman, if you're the the Chicago Bears. Had to eat one with Kevin White, and Thing they is, were both picked higher, I believe, than where than where Doxson was picked. When and both those teams made yeah. the playoffs last year. Well, you got to eat it sometimes. When you're seven and nine, you're obviously maybe a game two, maybe three away from a playoff berth, which is where the skins have been the last couple of mm-hmm. years. You you look at close. every little thing. Yes, if you're as close as Bruce Allen right. says that you are, then whiffing on a first round pick, a wide receiver like Doxson, anything that I'm not close hurts at all. doubly. If you're it twelve does. and four, if you're twelve and four, and you know Josh Doxson is taken in the third round, you're like, okay, well that's yeah. you know, it's, that's see, the cost of doing business. White and Perryman were yeah. those two teams yeah. were not in a position where they could wait on them, and they just had to, and nothing. The Ravens had to move on right. from from Denzel, from not Denzel Perry, instead from, from Perryman. Of, instead of keeping, and Kevin White is still yeah. holding on. I don't know what Chicago's waiting for now. He hasn't done anything. Instead of keeping Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garcon in the building in Ashburn, That's they true. put the regs in a basket that leaked. Well, I, I think it, when they when they made that pick, they made it, and that's that's yeah. I like what you just did there. Yeah. I can but just they, imagine the broken <laughs> eggs and the yolk. Yeah, yeah. But they made that pick in anticipation <laughs> that what happened was going to happen. Yeah. And they, both of them left. Correct. So they made that pick right there for right. that. I get it. That pick I get, that year, third round, you needed a, a slot corner, you get Ken the Fuller. What you didn't need in the second round was a hybrid safety linebacker who turned out to be nuts and quit on you. So, to me, the, the, yeah. the luxury pick about it. was yeah, Super Cravens. So did I. If, if Thanks you look for reminding at the, me. If you look at the need <laughs> for that particular draft, 
you had to have somebody in place yeah. in case what happened happened and Deshaun and, and, and Pierre left. You had to have somebody that you could try to put in that spot. Didn't we try to call him a safe backer or a line? It was a cash backer. A cash backer or something like that. What is something like that? It was something weird. And, and Nickelback. You no, had that's to, a no, 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 no. We all <laughs> but, don't like Nickelback. But I hope. if you draft someone like that, have some sort of a plan. They they were clueless. They had no idea what to do with them, and it showed. Picking Dachshund, and I get full of what you didn't need was Sewer Cravens, and none of it worked out because they're all gone. Well, not, no, Dachshund's not gone, mm. but he might be next year. Just in case uh, On that note. people didn't notice, it is March. <laughs> yes. March Madness is coming soon. Dave, we originally brought you in to talk a little bit about the local teams that may or may not contend here. Quite a few. Quite yep. a few local teams uh, in contention. We'll start off with Maryland. Yes, uh, they had their annual February foul-up. It feels like every year, gentlemen. <laughs> they go to Penn State, yeah. lay an egg or worse. And they That's did that an this, anticipation yeah. for this weekend when they take out number 9 Michigan it's at It's going to be a tough one with Michigan. thing is, Michigan, before they beat Maryland a couple weeks ago, lost at Penn State. Right. Penn State's a much better team yeah, the second tough. half of the conference like uh, schedule. Well, I mean, they're, they're tough. The yeah. way they play, they, they're like, if you, if you watch... Uh, a Seton Hall right. or, or a villain. They are tough. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. Their record doesn't reflect it. But they're them and Purdue, they play Maryland very, very tough. Yeah. Illinois at times, they just grind them. And it's like they can't they can't get out of that whatever mode they put them in, that rhythm that they, they just can't get out of it. I got one for you, Dave. What do you got? VCU or Maryland, who goes further in the tournament? I gosh, I think I, I think VCU. Uh, you know what? A lot is going to depend on, on the draw. The draw yeah, yeah. I, I like how VCU is playing right now. They've won nine straight, and they are just crushing teams. And it's not one player necessarily. Uh, Coach Mike Rhodes. It took him a year or so to get in. He had uh, you know he had left and then had come back after Will Wade had taken the job at LSU. But what a job they're doing! And they've they've yet to win the A10 outright. Since they joined the league, they have a chance to do so. Mm. They win this Saturday against Richmond and get, uh, I think, a Davidson loss. Uh, then they wrap up uh, mm. first place overall in the league. It's a shame that the A-10 tournament's not going to be in D.C. this year because not Where only it? it's in Brooklyn again, I believe. Mm-hmm. Not only is uh, VCU playing really well, so it's George, uh, George Mason. They're having their best year since they were in the CAA and Jim Laranega was still their head coach. Mm. So you've got that. Also, uh, you know, Richmond and GW are both having uh, not ideal years. I think George Washington uh, has already lost 20 games this year. Ooh. But back to Maryland, they've got a chance to fare well in the tournament. I think uh, a lot depends on how well they can take care of the basketball. They've not been able to do so throughout the course of the entire season. They've yet to win the turnover battle in any of their Big Ten games. The mm-hmm. best they did, they tied Rutgers when they turned the ball over 11 times in a blowout game up in New Jersey. Is Georgetown their bubble right now? Yeah, they're probably. below the bubble right now. Below. They had such yeah. a bad non-conference schedule that, yes, they beat Villanova. I thought a couple weeks ago, in order for them to be in contention for an at-large birth. They had to beat Villanova. They maybe could suffer one more loss, but then they would have to beat a Marquette on the road, which they Ooh. still have. They have DePaul on their schedule, too. That's been a win. This and yes, yeah. they, they, they need to beat. They pretty much need to win out. They might get away with a loss at Marquette, but then they would have to advance to the Big East Finals, yeah. which would mean, in theory, if they get to the Big East Finals, it means that they would have beaten either Villanova or Marquette on their way to get there, which would be another huge mm. win for the Hoyas. 
But if if they lose to Seton Hall this weekend, they drop un, into that underbelly. I think this year for it to be a successful year, even though Coach Patrick Ewing has been saying we want to get to the NCAA tournament, just get to the NIT. Mm-hmm. Just have yeah. a winning record for the first time in four years because they had a losing record last year, or mm-hmm. they, they went 15 and 15 last year. They had a losing record the last two years under JT3. Mm-hmm. That means that Jesse Govan, who has his senior day uh, this weekend, He's yet to play on a winning team. It'd be nice wow. to see him go out with That's a winning record, shame. even if it's 17 and 15. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a first round loss in the NIT. It'd be That's great to have this program get back to the NIT uh, and get into postseason play after being really a non factor the last three years. Well, your thing with Maryland, and, and I think this, and, and this may be the, the Homer in me, because I'm, I'm a Terp fan and George is a Terp alumnus. But I think if, if I'm a higher seed, and if I'm a one or a two, and Maryland's in my bracket, it's not necessarily a team that I want to see. No, because Bruno, if you don't have anybody, yeah, to stop, Bruno can yeah. blow up. Yeah. Well, you look and, down there and you see the size they've got. Exactly. With the, J- and, and they're young, but the thing is this: and even the game, uh, the Penn State game, even at halftime, down twenty, I wasn't worried because I have seen this team, and they did it what? last week against <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> I've seen this team come back as young as they are. They come back and win close games. And that's what if you can do that and you can take that into the tournament and you know that even if you're down, there is a chance they can come back. There there was a hell of a game they had with Iowa right. last week. They have beaten a, a a handful of ranked teams in the Big 10 already and they can hit you in so many different ways. I'm waiting for Cowan He's been consistently uneven this yeah. winter. He he has the uh, what I used to call the Bradley Beal syndrome. He's he's fashionably late to games. You look for Cowan and you want him right there. Right. First first tip. Especially as your point guard. Yeah. Veteran point guard. And he's your veteran point guard. He's your better shooter. Even though I, I love Ayala, the, the old man face, and then everything that, that he does. But I I want to see Cowan mix in early. It's like he kind of. Is, I can understand if he set the table for everyone. It's something like he's not even doing that all the time. He's just there. And then in the second half, then he decides to, to show up. I want to see Anthony Cowan from the first tip. And I want to see also, I want to see Sticks more yeah. consistent. Big question for this Maryland team moving forward. They've played uh, 29 games right now. And usually there's the, uh, it's it's a freshman wall. When yeah. the kids, yeah. they get 20, because they, they're only used to playing 20 to 25 games over the course of a season. Once they get to 25 games, you see a lot of kids, uh, especially you know the, the freshmen, kind mm-hmm. of fade a little bit. And that has not really happened, although Sticks hasn't been himself in a while. No, he hasn't. Um, you know, Ayala, you know, shot 0 for 7 at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was ill last Saturday. Wiggins you know, is a little up and exactly. down at times. So you don't know with relying so much on so many young parts might it's the thing is with the one and done as far as you know one loss and you're out of the big uh, big 10 or the uh, NCAA tournament you're given minimal margin for error right. and lo and behold if two or three guys don't have it on you know on the yeah. opening round night and they lose to a Xavier like they did a couple of years right. ago in a 6-11 game. I think Maryland's a team that could easily lose in the first round, but they're also a team that could easily play the more. following weekend. Exactly. I don't see them getting to the round of 8. I don't think they're good enough I to think get they're to good a enough to be final. a Sweet 16 yeah. team. They, you know, would I like think, they, I think yes. that's their cap is yes. the Sweet yeah. 16. And then you know what sometimes the 
sometimes the bracket uh, breaks up, you know, yeah. breaks in front of you, meaning, say, you know, an eight beats a number one, or, mm-hmm. you know, or heaven forbid, uh, UMBC goes on a rampage and right. beats Virginia. <laughs> Mark Lewis, how are you? We know you're listening. <laughs> um, and so you, you don't know, but I think the key for Maryland and, and where Mark Turgeon should be with this program is. This program needs to get to Saturday, and they need to get to the second weekend consistently. Meaning, Maryland is a program. They're not going to win the Big Ten every year, but if they can get to the the conference semifinals Mm -hmm. every other year or consistently, that's good for this program. They're not going to get to the Final Four every season, but if Mark can have them to where they're getting to the second weekend every other year, that's huge. Gary Williams got to the second weekend consistently. He got to the uh, Saturday in the ACC tournament mm-hmm. consistently until the last five or six years of his career. Um, after they won the ACC tournament and John Gilchrist blew up in yeah. a ridiculous manner. A couple other schools we want to talk about locally. Virginia Tech, sneaky good. They beat Duke earlier this week. Not local. They're, no, they're okay. not, not local. No, All right. They're, they're local. Eight, eight, no, they're not. Come on, no, man. Not. No. It's no, not, not okay. necessarily about geography. It's yes, about it where people... A lot of Virginia Tech fans are, are inside the Beltway. Yeah, okay. Hokies could be having their best <laughs> I'm with season yours, though. in freaking <laughs> forever. Um, Virginia, or can we call them local? Kippy no. and Buffy and no. McBifferson. They're not, um, but go ahead. They can't beat Duke, but they can beat everybody else, and that's a good thing. Locals, American is fighting for playoff positioning in the uh, Patriot League this weekend. I think they could be as high as fourth or as low as eighth, depending on mm. how they fare against Holy Cross. Uh, a, a, a friend of the program, can we call Dan Lang? A friend of the program? A friend of the program announces their games. friend. I mean, well, we haven't uh, seen him. Kind of, like a, <laughs> kind of like a country cousin. Um, he and Jeremy Huber, a guy who's years. proud to wear overalls in public, they do a great job with the Patriot League uh, broadcast. You hope to see American. Uh, they might be a year away uh, from being really good in that conference, but they've had a fantastic. Yeah, they're doing year. pretty good. They, this they, year. They, yeah. uh, they have a chance to do some damage in the Patriot League tournament. And if you have, if the way that the Patriot League tournament uh, handles things as opposed to other leagues, it's home court advantage. So if you finish fourth, you get an extra home game. So they very well might get an extra home game or two, depending on what happens in the tournament. Howard is having uh, one okay. of their best uh, seasons good. in years. They've not had a winning record since 2002. They have a shot to if, if they get hot. They have two more away games, but I think this team is four and two away from home in the MIAC, and they've got some great scores. Uh, R.J. Cole leads the MIAC in scoring. He was in the top ten nationally last year. They have some help this year in Charles Williams. They look very good. Can't talk enough about George Mason. Dave Paulson has them contending and competing. They might get a double buy in the Atlantic Ten tournament. It'd be nice to see them wreak some havoc uh, in the A-10. Okay, sounds sounds like we got a lot to look forward yeah. to. That's awesome. Lo- locally, I'll, yeah. I'll do Lo- my locally air and, uh, and Locally. And then, uh, yeah, and then there's yeah. James Madison. <laughs> <laughs> William and Mary. Old Dominion. You know, William and Mary is Sorry, one of my things. time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say they're all right. The DMV Sports Roundtable. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. And for George, Jamal, Chris, and Dave, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, may God help us.